Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. Welcome to episode 82. This week we're going to be talking about Matthew Hoffman, a crazy leaf dude from Ohio. And I'll tell you why in a minute, but first I want to talk about... Um, how you can go support us. You can go to ageofradio.org slash colormedead slash you can go there and listen to our show. You can donate to our Patreon. You can shop our sponsors, which are Loot Crate, Loot Wear, Onnit, um, Blue Apron, and the healthy version of Blue Apron, whatever the shit that is. I'm so good at this. You can also go to ageofradio.org slash learning to curse slash and you can uh, support my co-host for the day, for this week and for next week because, I mean, we just can't get enough of Adam and Chuck. So go support them. Support their show. Go listen. If you like our show, you've got to like theirs. Um, they talk about ghostesses and shit. As many of you know, this episode is late because of difficulties I had, so if you didn't know about that, I had a co-host that I uh, booked at the beginning, like right when Angel went to rehab within the first few days. I booked him, we decided on an episode, he wanted to write it to help me out because he knew that I was swamped with single momming and hockey and podcasting by myself and all that shits. So he's asked if he could write the episode. So I said, sure. And I was just going to follow up behind, read the book, you know, add in my two cents. Well, on Saturday, uh, I got a message from him that his computer crashed. And we were supposed to record on Sunday. So I had written nothing. I had nothing ready. I was just, you know, being supportive backup that read the book. And... So he couldn't record either. So I had to come up with a co-host, which was easy because Chuck is always easy and available. And yes, that is a euphemism, I think. <laughs> and so I asked Chuck, I started writing the episode, but I didn't really get everything finished in time. And that's that. That is the life of me with uh, remote guests for now and yes I'll get my shit together soon but for right now I like for real I thank everybody for all of your support it's been so amazing to see all of the support while Angel is gone I figured that everybody would kind of leave and it would just be me with not very many followers and you know I was I was afraid it was a scary step to take for me all the way around um, and so the support with like that with the Patreon, with the T-shirts, with just everybody still listening, all the numbers have stayed the same. You guys are fucking amazing, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of your support because there's no way I could do it without all of you. And I'm gonna cry like a little bitch oh, again. I'm the one that doesn't cry, and I've now I've now cried on two episodes. So fuck that, fuck fuck that, and fuck Thanksgiving. 
As I said before, my guest is Chuck Kenyon from Learning to Curse with Adam and Chuck. And he filled in last minute, was like, fuck yeah, I got this. We we recorded this episode that you're getting ready to hear in the middle of the motherfucking night because that was the only time we had to do because, um, yeah, I had to mom and, and write the episode during the day and he had to work because he's a grown up with a job. And so we were recording at like two o'clock in the goddamn morning. And that was after I had only gotten two hours of sleep the night before. So a little punchy, a little fucking, you know, a little off my game. (laughs) But again, thank you for your support. Thank you so much for everything. The song that you're hearing in the background was actually written and performed, (laughs) recorded, sang, guitar playing, all the words that are music by Chuck. So I I love this song. It's like my favorite. I listen to it repeatedly. I just wanted to let you know. And all the other songs that you hear in the background are written by Chuck and recorded by him too. So that's bad-ish. And here's Chuck. Okay, now talk. Talk. What do you want me to say? All the words with all the things about the creepy things about this guy who's a dick who kills people with leaves. He kills them with leaves! So, since so. you were here last time, everybody wanted you mm-hmm. to do... Everybody wanted you to say Fergus in your Scottish accent. All right. Well, I have to prepare, so <laughs> I can't just say it. So... What, what, what the fuck am I telling Fergus to do or not to do? I don't know. What does Fergus what? usually do that he's not supposed to? Fergus, take your fucking finger out of that person's ass. <laughs> I don't know. That's what Angel's letter said to me at the beginning. It said, Fergus, it said, Fergus take your fucking finger out of somebody's ass. Not that part. Just that she oh, okay. fucking misses me. Fergus, I she fucking, fucking misses miss you. Yeah. I can't Fergus. use that accent. You can't do what? That now I can't sense. stop. Holy shit. <laughs> I think you should do... Okay, so everybody was expecting a Scottish man for this episode, so you should just roll right. with it and do the whole thing. In, in the- no, I think I'm going to do... Instead of that, like you said before, you wanted, to, you wanted to see if I could do an Australian accent, so I might do that for a while. <laughs> okay, perfect. Maybe you All should right. do an Age of Radio plug, then. I might do an Age of Radio plug. Um, I actually might also take a moment here to tell all of the listeners, if you've got the time and the inclination, <laughs> look up and go to Addicted to Podcasting on Facebook. It's uh, where we keep all of our little uh, Age of Radio shows, and you can go in there and you can see what we like and you can see what we talk about. We've got a new thing coming out soon. It's going to be nice. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> Yes. I'm gonna die. Should I stop? Should I stop the shitty accents? All right. (laughs) Is that a good plug? (laughs) Addicted to podcasting by Age of Radio. Go add yourself. It's a public group. Yes. You need to go add to the group because we're doing a giveaway. When we get 500 likes on the group, we're giving away a pair of Studio Sweden headphones. Ooh, Studio Sweden. Studio right. Sweden. 
That's Yoo-hoo. nice. Family. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. 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 And so we're starting a thing next week. Yes. That's going to be yes, absolutely ridiculous. 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 I mean, if if you see some of the shit that Adam, Nikki, and I have said in our private messages to each other, <laughs> just wait until it's out in the open and you guys get to join in right. and, and bullshit with us. But there's going to be more information coming on that soon. Not coming yes. on that. That that sounded dirty. Wow. Um, Are you flirting wow. with everybody or just me? Not everybody. <laughs> All right. This week we're going to talk about Matthew Hoffman, <clears throat> which okay on episode sixty nine when we were calling people from <laughs> you said sixty nine <laughs> dead when we were calling people from our hungover state in New Orleans. Um, we were talking to Emily Duvall from Ohio, and she was talking about this case and said that we should cover it. She would like to hear us cover it. So I got the book, mm-hmm. and we're going to cover it. And Emily burps and farts <clears throat> and has a Lion King sex story, and I think that we're going to call her and get that story mm-hmm. from her. What do you think? I think we should. We're all going to find out. In two days. Well, no. Yeah. Right? So, this week is Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. fuck, fuck Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And Kagan and I did the Thanksgiving murders last week, so I was trying to think of something that was fall-related. Or autumn for everyone else in the world. Apparently, we're right. like, we're just like... Unless you're unless you're in Phoenix and you've got like a, a season and a half. Yeah. Yeah. We have like a season and a half. I'm going to need yeah. you to go fuck yourself. I might. Okay. <laughs> and your goddamn Phoenix warm bullshit. Ugh. Bullshit Phoenix weather. With its fucking... I can wear sandals outside and yeah. not be freezing. It's 24 degrees here right now. Yeah, you're going to hate me. It's actually not. It, it's 57. So it's not that bad. Yeah. Whatever. I'm yeah. glad you can see me eye some odd degree? Huh? Is that like a 30 some odd degree difference? Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little. All right. Oh, so anyway, uh, fall. Fall. Apparently, if you're not in America, it's autumn because we're just like simple bitches. They're like, we call it fall because the leaves fall. Did you know that? And we name people autumn. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, while I was thinking about that, then I thought about the creepy leaf guy that Emily told us about. And so here we go. This here we go. And there's a little warning in this. I don't usually give a warning, but I try to when there's children involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you talking about us? What? The immaturity? The immaturity level? Oh, no. There that, are children there involved no in this There's no warning situation. for that. There's oh, okay. no warning for our immaturity. I don't think... There, there might be a warning, but not a fair enough warning. No, fuck no. If they're listening, yeah. that's their own fucking problem. <laughs> Listen at your own peril. <laughs> We're a couple of goddamn children. Yes. Um. No, but there's some shit with a 13-year-old girl and this piece of shit motherfucker. And I'm going to make you plug your ears because I know you don't like that shit. 
right? No. No. I'll tell you when. Okay. okay. I'll stick my earbuds out. Right. I'll be like, it's But time. I'll be able to read it. Yeah. <laughs> don't read it either. Like, close your eyes, okay. earbuds out. Maybe right. not, Maybe don't do that because you're going to need to, like, pay attention at you, some you, point. You give me a hand signal. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when you don't sleep all day. <laughs> I haven't slept for like a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Most of the research for this episode is from the book The Girl in the Leaves by Robert Scott with Sarah Maynard and Larry Maynard. Mm-hmm. So, shall we start talking about this motherfucker? Sure. Let's start talking about this some bitch. Matthew Hoffman was born on November 1st, 1980. He was from the Warren area of northeastern Ohio. From an early age, he liked trees because he's a dandrophiliac. <laughs> he loved climbing. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> he loved climbing them and hanging out in them. His mom described him as a good boy. Such a good boy. You're a good boy. Uh, who's a, who's a, there's a picture with like a stick in her hand and he's chewing on it. He's like, who's a good boy? Who's good, a good boy. boy. Good boy. Do you, he's a good boy. There's so many murderers that their mom she's explained just, them she's as She's just throwing boy. milk bones at his face. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, so his mom described him as a good boy. High strung, but good. He was super smart but was also headstrong and rebellious. He always made sure he got his way. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good boy. Sounds like a dick. Yeah, I don't understand how uh, that is, that's so good. Like, he always got his way. He's he's a fucking kid. Why does he always get his own way? That is not a good boy. That's bad parenting, not good children. Exactly. Um... But he, he was a little weird, kind of like Nikki and I. Uh, we're <laughs> real oddballs, goofy. Um, we do weird things, say weird shit. <laughs> if someone said good morning to him, he would say, what is so good about it? What yeah, the fuck, like, man? Like, how old was he when he was doing this? He was 25. <laughs> like, I could, oh, God. If my kids said that to somebody, if they were like, good morning, and he was like, what's so good about it? I'd be like, motherfucker, get your shit together. I, I mean, maybe, what if it's like we were taking it out of context and people are like, good morning, and he was trying to like actually like with wonder being like, what is so good about it? Please tell me. <laughs> I'm fascinated by this good day. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it was. Exactly what it was. Yeah, because... He, his, his mother described him as a good boy, after all. Right? So, so yeah. that reminds me of you, though, when I say when you say you're welcome. Not when I say you're welcome. When I say thank you. Yeah, and I say and, you're welcome. Oh, I am? Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fun to do to people. It is. Especially when, when they don't expect it. It's just next time, 
people listening, next time you have the opportunity, if you say thank you to somebody and they say you're welcome, thank them for welcoming you. <laughs> it's funny. You're yes. welcome for the tide, the sun, the sky. I'm welcome. You know that song? I, you I know it. I'm not. I don't. I don't oh. know the words. I, I can. I thought you. What were can I say? Yeah. In 1997, his parents divorced, and Matt moved in with his mom in the Mount Vernon area. He would have been about 16 at this point. His neighbors said that he seemed like he was an. He was on. I was going to say he was on bath salts. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Seemed like this fucker was on bath salts. He tried to eat my face. Yeah. Um, no, he was he was on a bad path at that point and that he was really lost. Yes. But he wasn't really lost because they could see him. They were interacting with him. They knew exactly where the fuck he was, really. Exactly. That's not lost. No. That's found, motherfucker. <laughs> I used to be lost, but now I'm found. His neighbor, Alice Morelli, had a dog that absolutely hated him. Matt would just sit and stare at the dog with a blank face. Dogs can tell everything. If a dog doesn't like you, you're fucked. Not yeah. really. I don't know. I just pictured, like, a dog not liking you and then just coming up to you and, like, raping you. That would like, be that dog doesn't like you, does he? No, <laughs> now I'm fucked. I am fucked. Literally. Fucked by a dog. By a, by a dog. By a, I was just going to say by a dog. <laughs> okay, who brought the dog? Who brought the dog? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. He graduated high school in 1999, just like I did. He went on to study industrial electric engineering at Knox County Career Center. After that, he jumped from job to job because he couldn't keep one for very long. He moved to Steamboat Strings... Strings? <laughs> Steamboat Willie. He moved to Steamboat Springs, Colorado, where his grandma lived in 2000. And just fun fact, Steamboat is only like 200 miles from here. I've been there before. It's like three really? and a half hours. Yeah. It's a big resort town, and it's a lot different from where he came from because there's, like, tons of rich people there. It's like a, a ski town. It's, yeah. All, all the richies right. live there. They all have private jets and shit, and they ski and, you know, do rich people things. Like dumb Almost dumber. exactly like where I live now, except for you can't ski. Because there's no fucking people. snow because it doesn't get under 75 degrees. All I right? just told you that it's under 75 degrees. It's currently like 54. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he was working as a plumber's helper and living in the D-Bar-K Motel. A lot of other low-income workers lived there. It sounds like a fucking party, man. In, <laughs> yeah. In September of 2000, he spent many nights away from the from his hotel, but nobody knew where he was. He also suddenly left the area, and we're about to tell you why. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. And you should be proud of me for keeping myself my shit together when you said the D bar. I right K like motel. that sentence was fucking loaded with plumber's helper and the D bar K motel. <laughs> I, no. Hey, we're gonna go get wasted and get a plumber's helper at the D bar. <laughs> The 
the debarquet sounds like a, a sexual position. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> I've tried it. It hurts. Does it? Did, were you, was your back yeah. sore afterwards? Yeah, I had to do male kegels for like seven days. <laughs> I was violated. <laughs> oh. I've been violated was... in the ear. I had to pull bristles out of places. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> was that the bar part or the K part? Yeah. Yes. It was the K part. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a joke. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I was just trying to take it to as weird of a place as I can. Yes. That sounds great. Yes. Yeesh. We were going to tell you why he left the yes. bar K. <clears throat> there was a condo fire causing residents to run for their lives. Nobody knew who started it. There were also three giant signs that had been stolen. One had been recovered in Matt's hotel room that he had now abandoned at the debarquee. And the other two were found Mm -hmm. under the building. Okay, what? So he stole some gigantic signs, three big signs. Right. They found one in his hotel room and two under the building. I'm just, I'm trying to imagine the scenario in which you would just take signs. Right. What were were the signs of? Like the three billboards in Ebbing, Missouri or something like that? They were like Steamboat Springs. Come. Steamboat Springs. Get your soft anus penetrated. I don't know. (laughs) It was the high, like, it was the the giant signs for the advertisements for the uh, plumber's helper. (laughs) It was. That's exactly yes. what it was. And he's like, I'm sick and tired of being everybody's plumber helper. Yeah. They don't even know what it means. They're not even doing it right. <laughs> They're not even using the right kind of lube. <laughs> they keep telling me to do the plumber's helper, but it's not the fucking plumber's helper. They're doing it wrong. They're doing it sideways. You don't fucking do it sideways. You gotta do it standing up. <laughs> God, amateurs. So I took the right? fucking signs so that the false advertisement wasn't out there anymore. I'm sick of it. And now I get to... Yeah, so sick of your fucking bullshit. I'm taking a stand. Since he had bailed, the cops called his grandma because her phone number was on the lease for the D-Bar-K motel. And she was like, well... I haven't seen him, and he went back to Ohio. Do you think they have southern accents in Colorado? I am fucking sure of it. They do. Yes. So. Especially places, places like the 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 D Bar K. Right. How can you not have yeah. a southern accent at the D Bar K? Right. Hey. Hey, hey everybody. <laughs> we got vacancy over here at the, the D Bar K. You're going to want to make it in for the continental breakfast where, you, where you'll get a good plumber's helper. Our rooms are big enough for giant signs. <laughs> so anyway, Yeesh. Grandma tells them to call his mom in Ohio. So they call the mom in Ohio. And Ma'am. Okay, so they, got, they called mom. And mom Man. said, like, mom told him to call the police. So he ends up calling, or yeah, they get a hold of him somehow. The police get a hold of him somehow. And they ask him about the signs. And he's like, well, so what happened was, I wanted <laughs> souvenirs. But, Matt. Souvenirs of what, though? 
Did he want? He took the signs for souvenirs. No, but but he I didn't take I... them. No, he left them. Matt, you forgot them. You did not yeah. take your souvenirs. So oh, they... you forgot something. <laughs> Importante. They told him that he had until the 26th to turn himself in or he was going to be extradited. So he shows up in uh, Steamboat Springs on the 26th and they read him his rights. After they questioned him about the signs where they got bullshit answers like the souvenir bullshit. Um, they asked him about the condo fire. About the, st- the, the sign store, gosh. <laughs> they asked him about the condo fire because in between the, you know, all of this, they found, like, his fucking fingerprints. And they oh. kind of knew it was him, so they were just going to give a two-for-one on the questioning. Yeah. His fingerprints were also on a vehicle that had been stolen, and he was questioned about that and gave them, like, he kept telling them why that they would be there. Like, well, I had to go out there and I had to look for something. And I, well, like, I, it just I was playing there. hide and seek and yeah. I hid behind this car, you see. And I touched it everywhere. I touched it. And, yeah. and then he was like, he got sick of it. And he's like, okay, this is a quote. Okay, you obviously got me. <laughs> Like, yeah. I've, all well, right, you win. You win this round. You win. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Saw me banging <laughs> on the counter. It wasn't me. Uh, anyway. Apparently, anyway. he had stolen from this condo a stuffed mountain lion, <laughs> a dresser, and a bag mm-hmm. of clothes from the condo that he had set on fire, but he left it all in the stolen vehicle. He is failing to remember what stealing is. Like, when you fucking steal something, take it with you! Nah, he just, he's, not a, he's not a thief. He's a relocator. <laughs> but I didn't steal it, okay? Stealing okay. implies, implies uh, possession. Yes. What I did, see, is I took it from there, and I left it over fucking there. <laughs> Can't get me for stealing for that. <laughs> I'm smart. Shit. He admitted to going to the condo five times. He said he would watch TV there, cook dinner there, and use the hot tub because he knew the owner was out of town. Cheeky bastard. That's not fucking weird. Right? He said he burned the place because his fingerprints were everywhere. Well, I mean, let's let's peel back this onion. Okay. So, this some bitch. What? Yes. This some bitch. He he gets his fingerprints all over everything, right? Right. So his next logical step is to burn the place down. Right. Yeah. That's the only like you couldn't fucking arson. Arson leaves no trace, right? Right. Yeah. If you burn it, it's like it didn't happen. Oh. It's such a fucking weird thing to do. What? Stealing a stuffed mountain lion. We didn't even address that. Right. Like, okay. <clears throat> Why? Why would you right. take out the the mountain lion? Why? And did nobody see it? And how did you get it in the Suburban so swiftly? And a dresser. What the fuck size was the dresser? I, I have so right. many questions. It was a bureau. It was a, a wardrobe. 
<laughs> you had to take the mountain lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. <laughs> right. The witch can drive. <laughs> right. I mean, I yes. can. Right? Yeah. Oh, he said, I parked the Suburban, walked back to the condo, and sat inside watching television all day. I regretted what I knew I had to do. I watched TV until the early morning hours of the 28th. I poured the entire 10 gallons of gasoline on the floor of all the rooms in the condo and ignited the fuel. Then I immediately walked away like a badass. I can to look see at fires when they burn. What is that sound? I can see it coming in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. Is that the one you were talking about? Yeah, yeah that's, like what, that's what I see as the fire's like blaring oh, yeah. behind him. Oh, and he's walking away. I can away. feel it coming in the air tonight. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Then I immediately walked away. He said he pulled the fire alarm because he knew other people were there. How come? What a considerate guy. <laughs> he is such a considerate fucker. I mean, come on. I mean, at least he pulled the alarm. And this is why his mom says he's a good person. Right? I mean, that makes up for it right there. It does. Right? All right there. Like, I mean, so sure. If, anything, if, if, if any life lesson you learn from this whole story is if you set a fire, pull at least pull the alarm. alarm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Be considerate. <laughs> right. Make sure that people know that they can get out because you're getting rid of your fingerprints when you could have wore fucking yeah. gloves. Right. Gloves are expensive. Not as expensive as all those gallons of gas, but expensive. Right. Right. Because those, right. like, orange, not orange, but they're yellow gloves that you wash dishes with are like $3. Yeah. And bitches be tripping about that three dollars, right? So we got to burn the place. Exactly. Mhm. I mean, logical steps. We talk about that. Yes. Got to be, you know, fingerprint, burn it. <laughs> yes. They asked him if he wanted a lawyer, but he had waived his Miranda rights. It's like Miranda, get the fuck out of my face! I can't deal with you right now, bitch. Not right. Uh, Miranda, he keep thought it was right smart. There. Yeah, Miranda, fuck you. <laughs> Miranda was it Miranda Cosgrove from iCarly? <laughs> what the fuck? I have three. I have three daughters. And you four. pay attention. That's the part that I'm disappointed in. Why is why is that disappointing? Well, I should. Uh, I should, really I shouldn't be disappointed after the fucking marshmallow, <laughs> fucking laser. Marshmallow shit. laser. <laughs> Of course, you know who Miranda fucking fuckface is. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they asked him if he wanted a lawyer, uh, but he waived his Miranda rights. He thought he was smart as fuck by telling them that he hadn't been Mirandized for the fire and thought they couldn't use that confession against him. But they explained that he was wrong. They explained it. <laughs> The price is wrong, bitch. Because <laughs> apparently if you get read your Mirandized once, yes. that will cover it all. I don't know because yes. I've never had it's them a... read to me, but I don't plan on it. I'm 
I'm fairly certain it's a blanket statement, right. and I'm also fairly certain that ignorance of the law is not excuse of the action. Right. But he decided that it was. He was like, well, you didn't right. specify that I had these rights over two things, so since I mm-hmm. confessed, but you didn't mm-hmm. read me by Miranda rights, it doesn't matter. Right. You were wrong, but, Matt. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Right. Stupid asshole. Asshole. So you're popping each other's assholes. Oh yeah. Please tell me you've seen Twenty One Jump Street. No. What the fuck is wrong with you? I've seen a lot of kids' movies. Okay. I have three children as well. Well, you have four, but I have three, and I still see these movies. I know, but... And figure popping each other's assholes. Alright. <laughs> Again. Just, uh, add it to the list. I feel like that you need to set aside a lot more Chuck time watching movies okay. that are not okay. Moana. I told you, I only saw that once. Do you watch I Icar- Carly? Is that the other one you were talking about? Um, my children did. And I bet you, do you watch Bunked? Oh, the fuck that is. Now you're, God bless you for, oh, that's what Calvin watches. And he'll, he'll, he'll be like, mom, look, it's this person from Bunked. And I'm like, I don't fucking watch Bunked. I block that I shit out. I don't know what it is. It's horrible. It's on the Disney channel. Don't watch it. He declined an attorney. He was arrested for burglary, theft, and arson. He was put in jail with a 200, nope, 2,500, nope, yep, $25,000 bond. I'll get the numbers right eventually. It's nighttime. I don't math. Matt pled guilty to the charges and was put in prison where he fucking belongs. Um, he was on good behavior. What, 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 what? What did I miss? Nothing. What did I say? What did, you're making fun of me. No, I just said pocket uh, holder. Pocket holder? Oh, yeah. The, the prison pocket. <laughs> Uh, he, he was on good behavior while he was in there. Uh, he worked in the janitorial department. His family was very supportive of him while yeah, so supportive. Yeah, while he was okay, his family was so supportive of him while he was in there. They talked on the phone a lot and wrote a lot of letters. Well, good about, congratulations. Right, such a good guy. Look at this guy. He's so oh. nice. He, all He's he been did. really, really... What? All he did was burn his fingerprints. I don't know what you are freaking out about. Right? What's I mean, for the most part, we tried to teach him to burn them before he makes fingerprints. You just burn your fingertips. <laughs> he got it backwards, though. He wasn't yeah. listening yeah. that day. I mean, we said he's a good boy, not a smart boy. Jeez. <laughs> Yeesh. Okay. Uh, about two years in, his family wrote letters to the judge, and said, and so did he. Uh, they said he was a good kid that just didn't understand the magnitude of his actions. Jesus. The letters didn't work, though, and he ended up spending six years in prison. Yeah, no shit. Right. Like, well, the family. There's all this evidence piled up against him for the shitty crime that he did. Right. Of, of I mean, 
burning his fingerprints like an idiot. Um, I think the, I think what got him the most time though was stealing that mountain lion, right? Or at least re- relocating it. Um, <laughs> now, had you stole it, you probably would have got a lesser charge. Right, but moving it over there—that's <laughs> just not right. <laughs> that, now that ain't right. That ain't right, Matt. I don't know what you think you're doing with that mountain lion, but you better put it back. Swear to God, you either steal that fucking thing or you take it back inside. Because if you put it over there, we're going to have to beat you with a nightstick. I swear to God, state law. State state law? (laughs) Oh. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Matt. Right. I bet his mom calls him Matthew. Matthew? Why'd you go and steal that mountain lion? Matthew. <laughs> what were you going to do with it? Oh, yeah. He spent six years in prison because he's uh, his family is as stupid as he is and thought that a letter saying that he was a good kid is going to help. Right. Yeah. So close. He did all this fucking stupid shit, but he's a good kid. Right. Just deep down. Right. Deep down in his pinky toe. <laughs> the very fucking um, tip. Right. The people that he was in prison with, this is a fun uh, anecdote, a, a little bit of uh, insight into the the people that he was in prison with. Uh, they said he was weird. I mean, you've got to be fucking weird to get that. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He kept trying to steal their signs. As souvenirs, but you forget to fucking bring them with you. Yeah. Yeah. He got a job at a tree trimming company and he got a decent girlfriend. He even bought a house in Mount Vernon in 2009. It was less than $40,000 because it was a fixer-upper. Wow. He and his girlfriend moved into the house, and and everything was fine for the first few months. Just but like the neighbor said he started being a dick to his girlfriend, and she left him in October 2010. I think he was giving he you lost- a, little, a little bit of the choky chokes, and not the kind yeah. that you like. Not the kind I like. No. No? I don't know what kind yeah. everybody else likes, but not the kind she likes. Yeah. Yeah. The autoerotic asphyxiation kind? Yeah, that's the kind I like. Mm-hmm. But she was getting the kind she didn't like. A little, yeah. A little bit too rapey. A little bit too... A little bit, uh... Using coarse nylon rope? Yes. All right. Uh-huh. Or the hemp rope, the kind of cuts. Yeah, probably. Fucking asshole. You gotta use the soft silk rope. Alright, so he lost his tree trimming job soon after. Weird. He was filled with anger, and it was only a matter of time before he lashed out. Irrationally. Irrationally lashing out? Yes. Like like burning the, the place that happens to have somebody's fingerprints. Right. Yeah. Those rational thoughts. God forbid you get a Clorox wipe or something, you lazy piece of shit. Fuck. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, when Utah was on fire this summer, Calvin was freaking out. Yeah. It was like, it was super smoky here because it was close enough that it was pretty bad. And right. um, Calvin was flipping out. He's like, do we need to evacuate? And I'm like, no, we are fine. And he's like, are you sure we don't need to evacuate? I was like, no, we are fine. And he's like, 
And he just kept getting all nervous. And I'm like, dude, listen, if it gets close enough that it burns our house down, we don't have to clean anymore. Right. But your fingerprints will be gone, too. Right. So nobody will know you were there. He wasn't very pleased with me about that at all. No, of course not. He wasn't down with the burning of the house. And so we don't have to clean it anymore. Burning down the house. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. We don't need no more. We don't more. need no more. Let the motherfucker burn. Burn. Burn, motherfucker burn. My girls love that song. <laughs> yeah. Parenting. They're huge, they're huge Bloodhound Gang fans. Uh, just that song because it says burn, motherfucker, burn. And that's how they right. are. So, show. Yes. Um, show. Uh, on November 10th, 2010, he started casing the house that belonged to Tina Harriman. He arrived there at 1 a.m. He had water, a sleeping bag, and some food. And none of this is fucking creepy at all. He fell asleep. Oh, not at all. Yeah, he fell asleep for a few hours, and the first car belonging to Greg, Greg Borders left around 3 a.m. He was headed off to work, and Creepy Matt decided to wait until everybody was gone so that he could go uh, through their messed up garage door that he had figured out was all fucked up, so he knew he could get in that way. He right. loved going into houses that didn't belong to him. He, like, got this big weird high off of it. Like, bitch, if you come into my house and I'm not here, clean it. Mm-hmm. That's all I right. ask. I don't give a fuck what you're doing or- here. Clean it. I mean, I've had people break into my house to smell my underwear before, so there's that. That wasn't me. You can't prove anything. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Tina was going to be apartment hunting later that day with her friend because her and Greg had, like, split the sheets, and she was looking somewhere for her and her kids to live. The children... Sarah and Cody had gone to school. So everybody's gone now, right? And once Sarah and Cody had gone to school, Tina went grocery shopping at about 9.30 a.m. Then she ran errands and looked at apartments and whatever the fuck she was doing that day and came home a little bit after noon. As soon as she walked through the door carrying groceries, Matt grabbed her and hauled her to the master bedroom. Like, you don't even let me put my groceries away first? Come on, man. Right. How fucking rude, Matt. Rude. Jesus. Manners. I mean, how are we going to believe your, your your mom when she keeps saying you're a good kid? You keep doing shit like this, Matt. Right. Did no one teach you manners, motherfucker? Did nobody read with you at night? Come right. on. What is the problem here? Upbringing. Right. Yes, he grabbed her, hauled her off to the master bedroom, and he was in a rage. She... Roar! Roar. Roar. Almost snide. Meow! <laughs> she was small. She was only like 120 pounds, and he had like a major advantage on her, because she's just a little a little thing. Little thing. Uh, it's believed that he pushed her down... Um, on the edge of the bed and hit her in the back of the head with his hunting knife. He possibly stabbed her a few times before realizing that there was someone else in the house. Like, considering that she's now dead 
and he's the only <laughs> other person that was there, the story is, you know, this is what we think happened type situation. Right. Um, her friend Stephanie that she had gone to town with and everything had walked in the door while Matt was bending over Tina with the knife. And, again, nobody knows exactly what happened, but there's blood evidence that um, whatever happened happened in Sarah's room. And there's pictures of, like, the blood trail from where he Mm -hmm. drove her. It's it's nasty. It's really... It's real nasty. I didn't send you that picture because I know you don't like a crime scene. Do you? Yeah. Is that Kagan? Not really. You don't either, huh? I can't remember if that was you or Kagan that I was talking to about that. I'm like, wait, wait a second. Hold on. Yeah. No, I'd rather not. If I can avoid it. Yeah. It it doesn't make me squeamish or queasy or anything. It's just like, there are things that I don't need to see. Yeah. I've already got a fucked up imagination. I don't need visual aids. God. For fucking real. Amen, brother. Right. That was awkward. Sister. (laughs) Oh, he stabbed her twice in the chest once he got her into Sarah's room. And his stabs were so savage with so much force that she died almost instantly from the wounds. Instead of, like, bleeding out, like, normal stab wounds, I guess, is what we compare it to. I don't fucking know. Anyway... It was just, like, so forceful and so horrible that she died almost instantly from the two stab wounds. But he was, like, a firm believer in double tap, apparently, because he just kept fucking going. And there was blood pulled and splattered all over Sarah's room, which Sarah's a 13-year-old daughter. Now she's got blood splattered everywhere. He went back to Tina in the other room, and he stabbed her over and over and over. And then he, like, he savagely ripped her midsection with a long tearing thrust. Fucking ew, man. Was he, like, trying to cut her in half or something? I don't know, because I don't know if it was, like, horizontal or vertical. Vertical or, yeah. In my mind, it's vertical, but I don't know. So he's trying to gut her. Yeah. He Mm. then took her body, like, he drug her to the bathroom put her body in the bathtub, and used his hunting knife to dismember her body like Fred motherfucking West. This made me sick because I'm still not over Fred West. So when I was reading this, I was like, no, not again. Mm -hmm. I just started to get over that. He disarticulated her limbs at the joints just like that son of a bitch. That fucking whore. I hate him. Mm-hmm. It's hard to make jokes about uh, dismemberment. Yeah, you know? it really is. You're not a member yeah. anymore. No. We're <laughs> Re- revoking your gold card. <laughs> you have been dismembered. Give me your card. <laughs> I would if I had any goddamn hands, you son of a bitch. <laughs>
that we need to cut out of this episode. <laughs> I wish I could explain the visual that cut. <laughs> I've got the same visual. I think. Probably. <laughs> Nobody had hands. Exactly. The bathroom was obviously covered in blood, and he started putting her body parts into trash bags. Like a lot of trash bags. <clears throat> the dog that was in like the Like too house, many, like wasteful. He was just being wasteful with the bags. He really was. I mean, like reduce, reuse, and recycle, you son of a bitch. Right? Yes. Yeah. You don't have any burlap? Jesus. <laughs> Go buy one of those reusable shopping bags, okay? Mm-hmm. The yes. dog... <laughs> The dog that was in the house wouldn't stop barking while all of this was going on. So, of course, he gets all pissed off, takes the dog into the bathroom, kills the dog. Kills it. And dismembers it. And then puts right. it into garbage bags as well. Not reusable ones. They were plastic trash bags. Because he doesn't Jesus. even talk about the environment, does he? Right? I mean, come on, Matt. Jesus like, Christ. You have to go through... I get you have to go through all this. But wasting these bags is criminal. It is. Criminal. Criminal. Nothing else you're doing is. Then he started to, I'm finger quoting the fuck out of this, process the other women. His words, not mine. Or other woman. Not women. One woman. Singular. He was processing. Right. That's what he says, though, like in in his confession, which we'll get to in a minute. He said that he was processing them. Mm-hmm. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Once he had everybody chopped up and put in bags, he found some motor oil and poured it over all the blood stains so he could set the house on fire. Around the same time, 13-year-old Sarah and 11-year-old Cody had just gotten home from school and walked in and, like, immediately found blood. There was a spot where they go sit down to take their shoes off, and there was blood there. And usually their mom meets them at the door, and she didn't that day. So they hollered for her. I mean, some of her did. Sorry. Whoa. They hollered out for her, and guess who came to meet them? Madman Matt. And... Fucking asshole. Yes, how? Just as quick as they could finish hollering for their mom, he his dumbass was right there. Cody turned to run out the front door. Okay, this boy is fucking 11 years old. Run yeah. Goes to run out the front door, and Matt stabbed him in the back of the neck and then stabbed him two more times, and he died almost instantly. Sarah Jeez. ran into her bedroom, and she was trying to call 911, but he busted through her door, and before she could call, he was grabbing her and... Uh, I guess he cut her finger in the struggle with his fucking hunting knife. And she thought that he was getting ready to kill her, which I think he was, but then he couldn't actually bring himself to do it because she's a 13-year-old girl. Like, See? There's that good person in him. He has a fucking heart. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. And stab a, an 11-year-old boy to death. but. Right. But I have a heart. Yeah. I'm not going to kill the girl. No. Instead, he cut an electrical cord on the ceiling fan, and I'm sure it's like the pull string, I don't know, Mm -hmm. and bound her hands with it. Then he found some material and gagged her, threw her over his shoulder, and hauled her down into the basement, 
where he found a sled that had some rope connected to it, and he used it to bind her legs. He put a pillowcase over her head, hauled her back upstairs into the kitchen, and as he put her down, the pillowcase fell off, so she could see everything that he was doing now. Okay, so in her mind, though, her little brother got out the front door. She thinks that he made it out while she took off the other way. So she wasn't quite sure what was going on. And she looked around and saw a mess, <clears throat> which, like, you know, red flags because her mom always kept the house really clean. And she saw all the groceries and all the shit everywhere and knew that something wasn't right. And he left her in the kitchen as he went around the house to do something. She heard him turning on water in the bathroom and flushing the toilet. And when he would come out to get, like, a drink or whatever, he was always out of breath. He was in the bathroom dismembering her fucking little brother is what was going on during this time. Oh. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. He's a real fucking gem. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a uh, outstanding uh, citizen. Yeah. Fucking... Fucking cream of the goddamn crop, this one. All right. Well, the sun had yeah. started going down, and she realized the dog wasn't barking. And so she was wondering what had possibly happened to her brother and her mom, and now the dog, too. Right. And your little dog, too. After what was possibly ours, he came back. He told her not to struggle or cry, to fight, or he would kill her. He blindfolded her and took her down some stairs. He had put her in Stephanie's Jeep in the garage and left. I'm not going to read like that anymore. <laughs> um, she could feel something in the seat next to her, but wasn't sure what it was. It was the trash bags of body parts. Fucking ew. Right? Like, if you just... Just imagine that. Like, can you imagine? Could you? Could you? I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't even a little bit. No, like. Um. Ugh. No, I know. I'm just like I'm just like once I read it, I'm thinking, holy fuck! Like, just. Right. And she has no clue, mm -hmm. and that's not what's in her head because she's like, I don't know what mm -hmm. I'm touching because I'm blindfolded, but there's something touching me. Not really. It's squishy. Yeah, not really thinking about what it is that, that your mom in a fucking garbage bag next to you. God, or your brother, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This son so of a they, bitch. Uh, that, yeah, that fucking ass. Fucking yeah. ass something. He, he's a good kid. Yeah. Know? And he should be let out uh, of prison early. Just ask his fucking right. mother and his sister and his dad and whoever okay. else. Right. No. Um, no. No, no, no. No. So they, they drove a while, then stopped. Um, she heard him get out and walk away. She was able to move the blindfold down a little and realized they were at the baseball field that her brother Cody plays at. Okay. But Psycho Sally came running back and told her that he was watching and fixed her blindfold. He threatened to kill her if she said it or if she did it again. Yeah, he was like, I told you I was watching you. Don't take your fucking blindfold off. Right? What a fucking dick. Right? All I wanted to do was see what, what these squishy things were. Oh, God. No. Yeah. No, you don't. Ma. So he left again. Uh, he left again, and uh, she held still this time. Like a like a smart person. Right. Uh, who doesn't want to get killed. Um, and she didn't want to chance it. He had 
he'd gone to get his Toyota Yaris that he left on a trail and drove back to the Jeep to get the girl. He got her and put her in his car and they went to his house. I don't know if I want to continue reading this. He made sure he wasn't seen taking her into the house. He took her into the bathroom and took the blindfold off. There were a bunch of weird ass drawings on the wall. Like, did he hand draw them himself? Yeah, that picture that I sent you. Oh, that? Jesus. Yeah, that's what's on the wall in his bathroom. Fuck. But, yeah, okay, so they were done with black paint. They were weird figures and faces all jumbled together. There was a drawing of a middle-aged, balding man that happened to have the sink faucet coming out of his mouth. Like, it literally Oof. looks like a dick coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. He made sure Sarah was tied up with duct tape and rope in the bathroom. He went to go take care of the trash bags full of body parts that he left at the park. Oof. That's just not something you leave at the park. No, like, he just, takes the girl but leaves, like, the trash bags of body parts in the fucking Jeep? Mm-hmm. Was it... Yeah. Was it... A, in my mind, it's like a Jeep Wrangler that doesn't have a top, and there's just, like, fucking body parts. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I see in my yeah. head, and you can't change it. Nope. Um, no. Mm-mm. It's too many... Too many... I just can't imagine the things that would cause somebody to do shit like this. Right. That, right. and I'm not wording very well right now because I'm tired. I know you're more tired than I am, and I'm not. I'm trying not to complain. You can complain if you because want to. It's fucking two a.m. Yes, it is. Where were I? You were right uh, there. He went to Walmart where he bought a tarp. Large plastic garbage bags, a turkey sandwich, and a Halloween t-shirt that was on sale for a dollar. Well, lucky him, right? I I always buy a Halloween t-shirt. Can't pass that shit up. Right. No, I mean, especially for a dollar. Right. And a turkey sandwich. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah, so he went back and parked somewhere near the Jeep and got the trash bags and disposed of them. And this happened at, what, 2.30 in the morning? Yeah. So, not a lot of traffic, not a lot of people watching. No. And he's been out and about for like 24 hours now. Right. So Greg had gone and spent the night at a friend's house, so he never came home. So he didn't know, nobody knew what happened. Right, because he's the only one left that lives there. And so right. he didn't come home. So nobody knew that anything was wrong. Right. He ended up driving the Jeep back to the house and swapping it for the truck that was there. He had intentions of burning the house, but still didn't do it. Because he didn't leave as many fingerprints this time. I guess not. Or maybe there was something there. Maybe he was looking for their stuff lying. I don't know. Right. Where's your mountain lion, guys? This is, I'm not. This is, I told myself this was going to happen. I was going to go through all the fucking trouble, and it wasn't going to even be a goddamn mountain lion. <laughs> How could this happen to me? Not again. <laughs> <laughs> 
He left the tarp and garbage bags that he bought at the store in the garage. The truck started to... Okay. The truck started to shit the bed and ended up abandoning it and, and walked instead of going Wait. back to burn the house down. The truck started to shit the bed, so he ended up abandoning it. Aban- I can't say that word. Abandoning, abandoning it. Abandoning. And walked. Instead of going back to burn the house down, he went home. He was super tired. He checked on Sarah to make sure she was still tied up in the bathroom, which she was. On November 10th, Uh Tina didn't show up for her shift at the Dairy Queen that afternoon. And her friend slash manager was worried when she wasn't there and called dispatch so that they could go do a welfare check on her. Deputy Statler went past the house a little after 8 to check on it, to check on them. There were no cars and there were no lights on. He couldn't enter the house because he didn't have a search warrant. He went and, like, knocked on the door and shit. Nobody answered. Right. He came yeah. back. And, and he had no probable cause. Yeah. So he, he couldn't go in no matter what. Um, right. He came back and did a second welfare check at 11.15 just because he was actually worried about the situation. They didn't tell him to go do one. He just wanted to to see, you know, if anything was going on. And there was still nothing there. So, back at Mad Matt's house, Sarah had decided that she needed to make friends with him to try to get him to let her go. And she asked him about the drawings on the wall and asked if he was an artist, but he never really said anything. She was like, oh, these are lovely, lovely paintings. Did you do them? No. He decided to move her out of the bathroom and... When he moved her, she noticed that there were bags of leaves all over the fucking house. Like, leaves everywhere. All over. Everywhere. Yeah. She asked him why, and he said because it was for insulation, and it kept the house warm. All right. Okay. Yeah. So does a space heater. Mm Hmm. She started asking him a lot of questions like if he broke into her house and if he killed her mom and her brother and where the dog was. And he told her he didn't kill them and that he let the dog out of the house. And she asked him for food. And he said, I have some squirrels in the freezer. And asked if she wanted some. She's like, no, I'd rather fucking starve than have a squirrel. Ew, why why the fuck does he just have squirrels? I just thought of something, and I'm sorry to cut you off, and I'm sorry if this goes towards the natural conclusion of what we're going to be finding out sometime soon, but I remember reading at the beginning of this that this motherfucker really enjoys trees. Yes. And and playing in them, and... Okay. Yes. Do you think he's a fucking squirrel? I think he wishes he was a squirrel. Yeah. I'm not sure Maybe that's why he was is. stealing the mountain lion. Right. Because mountain lions hang out in trees. Right. Leaves. There's a pattern. There's a theme. There really is. I didn't even think about that. Forest fires. There are no fingerprints in the woods. Right. I don't know. There might be fingerprints. There could be. No, I can't find my spot. Oh, anyway, she declined the... the... Oh, the offering of squirrel? Yeah, she was was like, no, fuck no. So he ended up feeding her cereal that had bad milk. So, and then he like tied her back up and she didn't really necessarily want to eat it, but she was really hungry and she knew that that was all that was being offered. So she ate it. 
Right. Fucking ew, I would have starved. No. Right. Um, at some point, though, she was stuffed in a closet, but when they were questioned, neither one of their timelines, they didn't really match. Like, they all have the same events that happened, but they can't mm-hmm. line up their timeline. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, you know. I'm confused. How many people are there? Two. My pants are haunted. Oh. Um. <laughs> Mad Matt and uh-huh. Sarah, the little girl, the 13-year-old girl. Okay. So Why would they both be in a closet? They are not both in a closet. She was definitely in a closet. Then I missed something. You did. Okay. Because later mm-hmm. when, they, when they told the story, like his confession and her, um, whatever you would call it, when she's telling the story, mm-hmm. um, they didn't match. Her recanting? Yes, that word. They didn't match. Like, he, they said the same events, but they didn't say them in the same order. So they don't know exactly when she got stuffed into a closet, but she did. Mm. Okay. At some point. At some point. Um, yes. He ended up finally falling to sleep because his poor little fucking murderous, burning, breaking into shit ass was exhausted after all of the fuckery that he had done that day yeah like hauling bodies around in garbage bags and shit is exhausting apparently i can imagine it would be yes and dismembering with a fucking knife by joints like stop can you Mm. not yeah no it's easier to do it at the joints i would assume well yeah because his knife doesn't cut bone The next day, when Tina didn't show up for work again, her friend slash manager got worried even more and and found out that the kids hadn't gone to school either. So she called in to dispatch again and found out that her friend Stephanie was missing too. Well, since... The cops couldn't really do anything because they didn't have any evidence. They didn't have a search warrant. Um, manager slash friend Valerie and Stephanie's live-in boyfriend decided to go to Tina's house to see what they could find out. And this is where they went in through a window and found all of the blood. Like, there's just, like, streaks of blood. It's so fucking disgusting. I can't even imagine could you? Could you imagine? Could you? Could you imagine? Could you even fucking imagine? Yeah. Greg gave them permission to search the house. They found blood everywhere and the blood drag marks down the hall. They found a blood trail that went from the basement into the garage where Stephanie's Jeep Cherokee was parked. The registered owner was Jeremy Biggs. They weren't quite sure how he fit into all of this just yet. Um, back at Mad Matt's house, you see what I did there? It's like Mad Max, but it's Mad Matt because I'm that creative. He was trying to devise a plan to go back and burn the house down because that's how he gets rid of his prints instead of wearing fucking gloves. His fingerprints were there. Yeah. Um, he'd restrained Sarah and went, uh, went to find Tina's truck that he abandoned so he could get the gas cans out and go back to burn the evidence. <clears throat> Which Turn I thought, it alive. Huh? 
I said burn it alive. I thought he already put the gas on it. I'm so confused. I swear he already did. But whatever. Maybe he needed more. I don't know. No, he already did. I know he already did. But maybe he needed he to, to put go the gas on the gasoline. Yeah. He, well, he did oil on all the blood stains. Oh, no, yeah. 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 At about 6.55 p.m., fate ended up intervening. Fate. Do fate. You, do you believe in fate? I used to not to. To not to? Now you do. Um, now I do. I do. I do. I do. That was my baby Bob. <clears throat> the police found the pickup truck that belonged to <laughs> Tina, and when Deputy Statler had gone to do the wellness check, he realized that it was the truck that he had seen at Tina's house. I don't know if that made any sense, but whatever. We're going with it. When he went it makes to... sense. He saw a truck. There was a truck. He saw it again. There's another one. Found it. He was counting blue cars. When he went to check the truck, guess who was there, though? Guess. Can I guess? Um, was it Marvin? <laughs> it wasn't Marvin. Sorry, officer. The <laughs> car door was open, and it was worn. Stop. It was not him. It was, oh, okay. It was Matt. Oh, that was going to be my third guess. Your third? Who was your second? Gail? Gail. <laughs> <laughs> so the officer asked him what he was doing by the truck, and he said he was waiting for his girlfriend, Sarah. Dun, dun, dun. Really? What a fuckstick. Dun, dun, dun. Like, he thinks he's so goddamn did, clever. Did he know her? How did he... When did he get her name and information? Did he, like... Because I know, like, he basically attacked everybody, like, right off the fucking bat. Right. Like, did he rummage through their shit and, like, get their names? she's the one that he's got tied up Uh, in his house. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. so... Tina um, was the mom. Tina was the fat lard. Yes, that needs ham. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, How bad of people are we that we... I mean, maybe it's because of the, the dark subject matter that we have to keep joking. It is. So that it doesn't bog us down. But it yeah. is because I don't like this story at all. Like, it made me sick. I don't like it. So mm-hmm. that's when all the extra um, inappropriate shit comes out from me because I don't like it. Yeah. Nope. Well, we should read these stories more often if that's where we're going to get. Never mind. If that's where it's going to take us. Take us. Right. I'm loving. Huh? Welcome. I said it's going to take us straight to Marvin. (laughs) So after that encounter with the police, because they let him go, because they didn't know that he was anything to do with it, they they ran his... Actually, sorry to interrupt. Got another quick question. How the fuck old is Sarah? She's 13, right? 13, yes. How the fuck old is Matt? He's like 30. 30? How old was I in 2010? 30. You were worth 30, yeah? Yeah, because he's like a month older than I am. Yeah. Yeah. So he's 30, she's 13. A 30-year-old man telling the police that he's waiting for his 13-year-old girlfriend? Well, he just said that it was Sarah, but they didn't know who Sarah was. He said that she worked at the college or some shit. Oh, okay. So he made up some bullshit. He just used her name. He just used her name. 
Yeah, because he's an yeah, asshole. He's, he's trying to play like this cat and mouse game, but he's right. the only one playing. Right. Yeah. yeah, and he's not clever enough to play a cat and mouse game. No, he's a cunt, is what he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a bloody dirty fuck. <laughs> yeah, so he decided to go home and think things over, think over his next move, because now clearly the police are on, on the trail. And the police had ran his driver's license, so they had his name. They knew who he was that was, you know, that was there. So he's in their database at this point. And he didn't dare go through the woods to go burn his evidence because he thought they might be looking for him there. So he's at least smart enough to think of that. Um, Right. But since the truck was found so close to Kenyon College, it was... To what college? What? To what college? Kenyon. They, they, they spelled that wrong. Yeah, they did. You're saying that wrong. You pronounced, you pronounced, you pronounced that wrong. it wrong. I can't even say the word. Um, That's okay. It, that college was put on lockdown at 10.15 uh, p.m. on November 11th. Dun, dun, okay. Dun. Because they didn't know who so, it was. They didn't know who was wandering out there, so they put everybody on lockdown. Okay. I gotcha. I thought they were putting it on lockdown just because they found some random truck. Like no, because they knew it was. Yeah, they knew it was her truck, and they didn't know okay. how it got there or it. You know, if whoever murdered them was out and about, out and about. Out and about. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. Matt took Sarah down to the basement to a bed made out of leaves. She said it was so dark that she couldn't see anything. She didn't know if it was night or day. She said that he would come down there and just stare at her for some time. And uh, and and she said she didn't know if it was worse if he didn't say anything or if he did say something. Like, hi, Sarah. That would be weird. I don't know if you reading it like that makes it creepier or not as creepy. Probably. I don't like it. It's like a hybrid of creepy, not creepy. Right? It's like like a weird uncle. Yeah. She said it was always cold down there, but it was more comfortable than the bathroom was. She decided to just deal with the things as they happen instead of trying to overthink things and making them worse. Matt decided that he would tie up Sarah on her leaf bed and that he needed to get rid of some evidence. He drank a bottle of wine and started a bonfire in the backyard where he burned his shoes. Just his shoes? Did he have his fingerprints on his shoes? Maybe that's why he burned them. Well, because his footprints are all over. So he burned his shoes all the way down to ash. So there was like nothing left of them. I figured he would burn his clothes and shit, too, because they've got to be bloody as fuck. Well, I mean, it is cold, maybe. Right? The leaves are on the ground, so it's got to be autumn or fall, The leaves are all in his fucking house is where they are. They're not on the ground anymore. He'd have a heyday at my house right now. Yeah? He burned his shoes. He burned his goddamn shoes. God damn it. (laughs) God damn shoes. Yeah. He went in and went to sleep for a few hours. Then he woke up at around midnight to check on Sarah, where he just did the creepy stare. How fucking, like, that is my worst nightmare. So, like, 
Mm-mm. Once, uh, I always Rick. think that I'm going to wake up and somebody's standing there. And the fucking, my baby does that all the time. I'll wake up and she's just standing there. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. Did, did I tell you that one, about the time I was, I was on a, a certain medication and one of the side effects was hallucinations. Oh, fuck. And, yeah. So, I'm laying down uh, in bed. It's probably, like, close to midnight. And my middle daughter, who I think was, like, seven at the time, entered my room and walked halfway the length of my bed and just stared at me. And then she entered my room, walked half on, on a loop. Oh, hell She didn't no. leave my room ever. She just kept entering my room nope. and standing there and staring at me. And so I'm looking and I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely hallucinating right now. I'm not taking this medication anymore. No. So that was the last night I took it. Nope. I would freak mm-hmm. the fuck out. That's a big no for me. Yeah. I only freaked out for like a second until I realized I have got to be currently hallucinating. Because there's no other goddamn explanation for this. Nope. It was kind of, and then it was kind of cool. I'm like, but then I wondered, right? So I'm seeing this on a loop, not any idea what's actually happening. Like, where was my daughter? Like, did she even come into my room? Hopefully you weren't the only one in charge at that point. Nope. That's good. Yeah. That's pretty Yeah, that was my story about about creepy stairs. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Huh? Stop it. I said I don't like it. Stop it. Stop. He had left some shit out in the woods the day of the murder when he stayed the night out there in his little creepy sleeping bag with his water bottle and his snacks. And so he went... Snacks. He went back to go get them before the police found it. And it, was just he, a, it was just a handful of pine nuts. Right. <laughs> and milk thistle. Yes, exactly. That was his snacks. Right. But his fingerprints were probably on him, so he had to burn them. Yeah, set them on fire. Yeah. I'm just going to eat this cat fur. Yeah, he went through the woods to get through to get back to that spot where he spent the night. And mm-hmm. that dirty little bitch got to his spot and saw the crime scene tape around the house and decided to sit there and watch because, um, yeah, he just decided to sit there and watch because he got off on watching people. He was creepy as fuck like that. He is creepy as fuck like that. Eesh. So the things that he went back to pick up were a hat and a knife. Why the fuck did he need to take those with him? Were those his backups just in case he lost his? I don't know. What about the sleeping bag? Did he take the sleeping bag? I'm so confused. I have questions. I want to. I don't have any answers. Well, but this dude seems like the type of creep. Like I'm not a violent person, but if somebody was this creepy around me, I would just be a violent person. Apropos of nothing, hit him with a baseball bat or something. Right. Like forget me, Steve. You need to. You need to be immobilized in some way so that you don't go around being creepy all fucking time. Right. I know that's bad of me. Because, like, normally I wouldn't be, like, you're too creepy to be able to walk around in public. But I might paralyze a dude if he was that creepy. Right. And it only gets worse. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, he got home about 9 a.m. And he was tired again because these are, like, 
two nights of being out all night long. And I know, right? I mean, you go out, you do your thing, you, you try to have fun, you can't even relax because there's leaves everywhere. You got to pile them up and bring them inside of a house. And then you go out and you try to find, you know, places to dispose of your fleshy, uh, you know, garbage sacks. Yeah, your body parts. And you can't sleep, you know? Back. You get, you get all worked up, you can't sleep. It's shitty. You gotta go pick up all your traces and get rid of your fingerprints and shit. And you gotta go back for your backup hat and your backup knife. Right, that we just left there. For no yeah. reason. Like, do you think that was his disguise? Yeah. <laughs> this is my hat. Nobody will know me. I am this is his a knife salesman. Yeah. Would you like to buy a knife? Well, I'm Only a- slightly used. <laughs> slightly. On November 12th, things started going down for our little friend. His footprints yeah. were found in the house, like in the blood and all the oil and shit. They started finding right. footprints in there. They found like kid footprints and his footprints. And yeah. a bloody tarp was spotted in the woods. It's dun, a tarp. Dun, dun. Yeesh. Um, Jeremy Biggs that we talked about that um, was registered on the Jeep caught wind of all the shit that was going on and he was like, uh, I need to talk to you right now. I need to tell you why my Jeep is in your in the garage. And all it was was that he sold it to Stephanie and it was still in his name. So he got cleared. So poor Sarah's dad didn't even know what was going on. He didn't know where his kids were. He didn't know where his ex-wife was. He didn't know if they were alive. He didn't know if they were dead. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. Uh, there were tons of press conferences asking for help, and they wanted to know if anyone had seen anything that could possibly help them out. <laughs> the police were also saying that people shouldn't feel like they were in danger, and also said that they didn't think that the people were dead. Even with all the fucking blood in that house, they don't think they're right. dead. No, they were just having a late night blood party. You should Google the fucking pictures. They were having blood fights. It was just a blood party. Everybody had a blood gun. It's like a it's it's like a water gun. Right. Filled with blood and we just shoot each other. I had a super soaker. We should try that sometime. Right. And just you gotta take like a year and a half where you save little vials of your own blood. The purchases he made at Walmart were connected to him because of the security cameras. And they ended up finding out what kind of car he drove in the process. Um, And they realized that it was a Toyota Yaris, or however the fuck you say that, which just happened to be by that truck. So this is when things got absolutely horrible for Sarah. Matt was suggesting nasty things that she knew she had to do in order to stay alive. And it doesn't go into detail as to what he did to her, but he did get charged for rape because of it. And at one point, he gave her a dictionary and had her look up the word ransom and told her she might be free by Christmas. Around this time, the cops had put together that Matt Hoffman was also the guy that was by Tina's truck that was waiting for his girlfriend, Sarah. Those were finger quotes. Finger quotes. They also... Hey, where's quotes? What? Where's quotes? I don't know. Gonna finger quotes. 
Oh, oh shit. Quotes is a lucky bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't I know it? Yes. Yes, girl. Um, they also found his domestic violence charges and decided it was time to get a search warrant for his house. Remember when he got a little choky with his last girlfriend? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not too choky. Just just a Not little choky. Just choky enough. Yeah, he went too far. He crossed the choky line. Mm. Stupid asshole. Asshole. The search warrant was signed at 6 a.m. on November 14th. The SWAT team came in as he slept on the couch. He was arrested, and Sarah was safely recovered from the basement. The first SWAT officer in line burst through the front door of the home as a second one tossed in a flash grenade to surprise, disorient, and stun Matthew Hoffman, who was sleeping inside. Mount Vernon Police Detective Craig Feeney and his partner were the first two in. We plowed our way through the smoke and saw something on the couch, Feeney said. We yanked him to the floor and he said, What's going on? I said, You tell me. But he was done talking. That sounds so much more intense when you're like a a policeman from Jersey or something, or Boston. Yeah. We plowed our way through the smoke and saw something (laughs) on the couch. (laughs) It was a big old baked potato. (laughs) Even though that initial rush through the door took only seconds, something besides Hoffman immediately caught Feeney's eye. The floor of the room to the right of the front door was covered with leaves. So much runs through our mind. What if someone is hiding under that pile? Or in this case, I thought, is that where he's hiding the bodies? Sorry, that's a quote from Mr. Officer. That was a quote from the officer, the (laughs) orifice. That's exactly how we sounded to the way I was saying it. Oh, I'm sure. That's how they talk in Ohio, is it not? Oh, hi, Ohio. It's round on the ends and high in the middle. After they handcuffed Hoffman and took him out of the home, the officers found the girl in the basement, bound on a bed made of leaves. What the then fuck, Feeney man? Then Feeney and his partner... Whoa, go ahead. I was just saying, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? With the, with the bound... Of, that's the thing. A bed made of leaves... Is it technically a bed, or is it just a fucking pile of leaves? But it's just a pile of leaves, and it's got, like, blankets and shit on it. It was actually made up kind of decently nice. It's weird. Yeah? It's fucking weird, man. Mm. Sounds weird, man. It's like a feather bed, only a leaf bed. No. Right? Crazy mm, son of a no. bitch. But the pile of leaves was just the beginning of what awaited them in the Hoffman house. The detectives also found three floor-to-ceiling rows of bagged leaves hanging on a living room wall. What the fuck? They found a... I know, right? They found a bathroom completely insulated by more than 110 bags of leaves attached to the walls. The, the bags covered the mirror. They surrounded the toilet. Ew, why? Was it, yeah, right. Was it just, like... Why would you have that many leaves in your home? I don't know. Like, What are you doing? No. In his little insulation story, I don't buy it. Uh-huh. Like, so no. you want to fuck leaves, okay? We get it. 
I yeah. get that you have a, a relationship with leaves. He's a dendrophiliac. Dendrophiliac, filiac, that's for sure. Is that a real word? Dendrophiliac? Yeah, it's somebody who fucks plants. All right. All right. Okay, in his freezer, they found two unskinned squirrels and red popsicles. And that's like pretty much all they found in his fucking freezer. So he wasn't kidding when he said he had squirrels in the freezer. Yeah. Uh-huh. He goes on actual squirrel hunts, not like what we do. Right. No. No. Because he's a fucking psycho. Yeah. But he didn't have shit to say about shit. Like, he, when he got questioned, they, he didn't really say anything. And, um, he, in his, like, marathon interview session that he had at the sheriff's office, he slumped over and ignored the questions. But during his interview, after about 15 minutes, he raised his cuffed hands and thumped on his chest with a fist. And motioned as if he was breaking something. And so one of the uh-huh. detectives asked if he was heartbroken. And um, he said, because of what happened. And Hoffman shook his head. And he's like, so then the officer was like, did somebody break your heart? And he didn't answer any of that. He didn't say anything till the tape ran out on the interview four hours later. Four hours later. Four hours later. So during all of this, they're still looking for all the bodies. They're still looking for the body bags. All the bags with all the bodies. All the dismembered. But he wouldn't talk. He wouldn't say shit. He's like, nope. No. He's like a cat. Yeah. He turns his head and shows you his asshole. <laughs> exactly. He decided that he wanted to tell the detectives what happened. Um, uh-huh. But he wanted to wait till it was on his terms. He didn't want to do it when it was under their, you know, on their terms. And he said he was going to write down the locations of all of the bodies for a lawyer. But then he wanted to escape. So the special what? agent would have to kill him. And then the lawyer would tell them where the bodies were. What? Okay, so the stipulation would be that the, the, the lawyer could only tell them if he's killed by a special, special agent after he's been yeah. uh, escaped? Yeah. Next yeah. plan. Just like the plan to burn shit to get rid of your fingerprints. Like, he should right. not be in charge of planning, just so you know. He is not a good planner. No. But he did want to control the release of all the information. And he said that if this could not be agreed to, then he would kill himself in jail. This is a quote of, from one of the agents. He said, Hoffman said he could not live with what he had done, and that if this could not be agreed to, then he would kill himself in jail. Hoffman said he didn't want to be injected with Thorazine, which was a drug to treat schizophrenia the rest of his life in prison and wanted to end his life because he knew that while he was in there, he would have to have that because evidently he is a schizophrenic. Shito. He called himself a monster. Weird. 
I feel like I agree with that statement. What, that he was a monster? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He, well, after all of that, after, you know, dust settled, whatever, he decided that he made it all up and he didn't actually know where the bodies were. But, he made it all what up? The places that he put yeah, them? Yeah, he was going to tell them where the bodies were. He's like, ah, oh, I never mind. I don't know where they are. I just made it up. Right. But two days later, uh. he decided that he wanted to live. And he pointed the detectives to a 60-foot-tall hollow tree in the Cocosing Wildlife. Sure. What? I said sure. That sure. sounds about right. Cocosing Wildlife Area near Fredericktown. Um, he huh. also agreed to give them a confession and plead guilty to all, fel- all ten felony counts. That prosecutors would bring against him. Um, the prosecutors took the death penalty off of the table, though, on January 6th, and he was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole. So here's his confession that he gave on February 8th of 2011, and he's a total cunt rack because he's totally lying about half of it. I parked my car in Howard and walked from there to the house. I got to the woods across the street from the house a little after midnight. I slept across the street from the house that night in a sleeping bag. I woke up at daylight. There were two vehicles parked at the house during the night. I saw that the gray car had left. I went back to sleep until around 9 on Wednesday morning. I stayed there until a woman left in a pickup. This meant there were no vehicles at the house. I walked across the street and tried to enter in the front door, but it was locked. I then went through the garage door. The garage door was not closed all the way, so I slid under it into the garage. I kicked the door into the house from the garage. By this time, it was approximately 10.30 a.m. Wednesday morning. I looked around the house to make sure no one else was there. Even if I did not take anything, there was a certain amount of excitement in being in someone else's home without them being there. I was looking for anything of value that could be carried out easily, like money, jewelry, etc. I did not find anything of any real value. I was getting ready to leave as I had been there approximately an hour. But someone pulled away, or no, someone pulled into the driveway. I was back in the bedrooms when she entered the house and was unable to exit without breaking a window and trying to jump out. I had bought my knife for a certain amount of intimidation in case I ran into someone and needed to make an escape. Right. Fuck you. I don't right. Know. I hate him. When, like, what kind of knife was it? It was like a hunting knife. So, I mean, in my mind, it's like got a deer antler on the handle. I don't know what it is, though. I, a, a right. Knife, a hunting knife. Just a hunting knife uh-huh. for stabbing things, yes. you know? One that cuts and stabs and dismembers. That kind of knife. Right. When she made her way back to the bedrooms, I confronted her and made her get on the bed lying face down. I believe that we were in her bedroom. I had a blackjack. I was going to try to knock her out. I hit her a couple of times in the head, but this would not knock her out. I was not doing the job, and I started panicking. The next thing I knew, her friend came into the bedroom. I have no idea when she got there, what she was doing there, and how she gained access. The other woman yelled at me. There was now two to deal with, and I did not know what to do. 
I grabbed the knife that I had put down on the nightstand and stabbed the woman on the bed. Through her back twice. I chased the other woman down, which was Stephanie, and stabbed her a couple times in the chest instead of running out of the house. She had run into another bedroom. I believe this bedroom was for a girl due to the contents of the room. I went back into the other bedroom where the first woman was located and stabbed oh, was located and stabbed her a couple more times. I could tell that both women were now dead. At this time, I went into a total state of shock. I wandered around the house slowly, coming to the realization of what I'd done and how bad it was. During this time, I killed the dog because it would not stop barking. After a while, I came to the conclusion that I was going to dispose of the bodies and burn the house down. At first, I thought about loading the bodies into the vehicle and driving into the Foundation Park Pond. I would swim away just as the vehicle sank, but I felt that it was too cold and I might not be able to make it out of the water. I decided to process the bodies and dispose of them inside of a tree that I knew was hollow. I took the bodies into the bathroom and began processing the bodies to dispose of them. Who fucking calls it processing? Fuck. No. I hate you. I used garbage bags from within the house and placed the bodies inside. Once I had finished processing the bodies, I moved the Jeep into the garage and loaded up the bodies. I had a couple of bags to load into the Jeep when I heard the children come home into the house. I confronted the children and the girl instantly ran into the bedroom. I stabbed the boy in the chest a couple times. I ran into the bedroom to the girl to make sure that she was not on the phone for help. I saw the girl was not on the phone and I could not bring myself to kill her. I did not enter the house to kill those people. I did not know a single one of them. I did not know their names. I did not know who all lived in the house. I chose the house to break into because there was not any close neighbors. I noticed the garage door was ajar. I closed the house. Oh, no. I chose the house the day before. I did not plan on any of this to happen. I did not want to kill anyone. And I tried to just knock the first woman out so that I would be able to escape. This was not working. A second woman showed up and things quickly spiraled out of control. They kept escalating and I was panicking. I only chose to process the bodies to make their disposal easier. Like you do. Right. Fuck. Yeah. I don't like it. It's gross. Yeah, I don't like it at all. There's nothing about it to like. No. He's a and it just seems, it's like seemingly just so random. Like, it's, it's quite, quite possible that this situation may not have ever even happened to begin with. If, you know, circumstances were slightly different. Like, maybe don't stock houses and break into them right. and decide to kill the peoples when he probably could have snuck out without her seeing him. Probably. He was a sneaksy little bitch. Yeah, he's a fuckface. He really is. All right. I'm going to end this shit with this fucking leaf guy because I've had enough of him. What do we call him? The fucking leaf guy? Yeah, he's the fucking leaf guy. He can go... He can go fuck his leaves. Fuck himself, I don't... He can go burn his fingerprints. 
I, I keep getting I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I keep getting the worst goddamn visuals and, and the most horrible jokes in my head, like him fucking leaves all the time and I can't Right. Yeah, I can't How is that is that is that what that like leaf paper cut like I don't situation? think so. I wouldn't they just crumble? Depends on the leaves, I think. Yeah, I don't know. What are the pine needles? He can go fuck a pile of pine needles. Yeah, he can. I'll fucking hold that shit for him. Ugh. Fucker. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I, what? I'm going to have to apologize, Nikki, for being so tired on, on this this episode. Well, it's, I was exhausted. It's 1.30 in the morning. And right. yesterday it was 2.30 in the morning. So, right. I mean, yeah. Shit happens. Right. Does it? It really does. Next week, your episode is going to be Amityville. Yes, it is. With you. Amityville. You... With learning to curse. Not just Chuck. You guys get the actual full experience of having some right. actual insightful person other than myself. Right. I'm uh, just a fuckwit who comes up with stupid jokes. And you're not um, Adam. I'm not Adam. And he's not Chuck. He's not Chuck. And I'm not either one But we are learning you. to curse. That's true. I don't have That's anybody true. to not be. Yeah, you're not Angel. I'm not Angel. And Angel's not Nikki. No. And I'm exhausted. Me too. So how about if you want to follow doing? us on social media, we have Color Me Dead podcast page. We have Color Me Dead podcast group. We have Instagram, which is Color Me Dead pod. We have Twitter that's Color Me Dead pod. No, I think Twitter, Instagram is Color Me Dead podcast and Twitter is Color Me Dead pod. And I'm not ever on Twitter, so if you you try to find me there, you're not going to find me very often because I'm too stupid for Twitter. I don't tweet either, but no, every no once in a while I try. My bones are too dense for tweeting. I can't fly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was funny. That was funny. It was funny. If you want to get some of our merch, you can go to colormedeadpod.threadless.com. If you want bath bombs, you can go to Purple Lotus Online. No, it's thepurplelotusonline.com. And you can use the code DEADPOD15 for 15% off your order. And I just want to say don't hoard leafs. Don't be a creepy stalker. And stay out of chalk lines. Goodbye. Goodbye.